buddy. Awesome. Hey. Thank you for not ass styling me butt ass naked again. <laughs> You're welcome. That was an accident. <laughs> right, right, right. Complete accident. That's great. It would be a better story if it had been on purpose. Right? I, th- I, think it, I think it was. He's just saying accident to cover. I rolled over onto my phone and happened to accidentally click Zach's number, type it in, <laughs> press call. All with your butt? Yeah. Yep, yeah. All with the left cheek. <laughs> Welcome to Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers. I'm Spike. I'm Zach. And I'm Claire. And today we're talking to Tamaris from Hawaiian Hot Teas. How you doing? Hey guys, how's it going? Aloha. 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 Wow, you guys sound so tropical. Welcome to the shit show. Thanks for the invite. I had a chance to go to Hawaii last year and didn't wasn't able to take a, a, a it was free free trip and I wasn't able to take it. So I mean, I'm hoping yeah. that comes around again. That Man, I've had stupid. a lot of family members that have uh, taken us up on the offer because as soon as we moved here, we we're like, oh, we're gonna have an extra room. You guys can come visit, and you know that's kind of like the nice thing you say to people. Like, <laughs> we've had a lot of people take us up on that offer. They're like, hey. I'm coming out to Hawaii. Remember you said we can come? I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, funny. We have extra space in our house, and I'm like, our dog's an asshole, and he will not let you in here. You got to go fucking stay somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I asked Zach if I can come over and cuddle one day, and he was like, oh, I'd love it, but I can't because my dog. All right, man. So tell us your hot sauce history. What uh, what got you into spicy foods and starting a hot sauce business? So um, I kind of give credit to both my dad and to my wife one my dad because when i was a kid he used to put tabasco in my mouth when uh i would say any kind of bad words or do anything bad and he got to the point where he was giving me spoonfuls all the time so i almost think i invented spoonfuls every day not saturdays <laughs> only but uh, yeah it got to the point where he's like all right i gotta try something else this isn't, this isn't working this kid likes hot sauce but um I think you guys had, uh, I don't know if, what's his name, Roger, um, that owns the shop oh, on yeah. a couple, it was a couple shows ago. Yeah, Roger yeah. So he was talking. Yeah, he was talking about the uh, the Hot Licks shop down at uh, Seaport Village in San Diego. Yeah. yeah. So I'm originally from San Diego. Sorry, Zach, you're surrounded by Californians again. But um, <laughs> originally from San Diego, and I used to go to that Hot Licks shop all the time and try their sauces. And then I would bring them to school, and I would give it to people at school, and uh, I just always loved hot sauce. But I never thought it would be a job. Um, about maybe two years ago, I was working at Dirty Birds in San Diego. Um, shout out to them. They have amazing chicken wings, 36-plus flavors. And while I was working there, I would mix their different flavors to come up with combinations that I liked. And um, that kind of sparked my interest in liking mixing sauces. So when I met my wife, um, she's in the Navy. So uh, going through boot camp, she like eats real fast. So by the time she was done with her meal, I would still be mixing together my sauces and coming up with the flavor that I wanted for my meal. And she's like, are you ever going to eat? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, hold on. I'm I'm almost done with my sauce. So it got to the point where um, 
she actually bought me a hot sauce making kit off of Amazon just for fun. It was for my birthday. And uh, I took it to my family's house. And with my brother and my father, we mixed together these couple little hot sauces. Um, they gave little spice packs. They gave some, like, freeze-dried fruit, a um, couple uh, dried peppers. And uh, uh, after mixing it all up, we were like, hey, let's put our own little twist on it. So we, like, would go in the fridge and find a couple things. And uh, we tried it that night, and... It was all right, but the next day we tried it and we loved it. And we we're like, oh my God, this is so good. And uh, we only had like maybe six bottles, but um, my wife and I actually drove from San Diego to Mississippi for her uh, combat school there. And the whole way there, all the places we stopped for food, we were trying our hot sauces out. And then um, when we got to Mississippi, we were out of hot sauce. And uh, so I had to sit in a hotel room for a month while she was going to school. I was like, what am I going to do? So I went to the nearest Walmart and bought a blender and bought some produce <laughs> and bought some peppers. And I started making hot sauce in the kitchen. And uh, she came home or she came back to the hotel and opened the door. was like, oh, my God, what's going on in here? I'm like, sorry, sorry. And I was like obviously my second time ever making hot sauce. So I was experimenting with like some ghost peppers, some reapers and man, I just made like a, a smoke show in there and it, it scared her away. But, um, we ended up going to like Dollar Tree and buying some of those, uh, like, uh, olive oil bottles and filling those up. And then we had to drive up the East coast all the way up to Philly, but we stopped, um, along the way. So we stopped in Florida we stopped in South Carolina, we stopped in Baltimore, we stopped in Virginia, and then we had family in Philly. And all those places, we just handed out hot sauce to people. And um, then we had to go over to Ohio, where my wife's from. And so in Ohio, we ended up handing out hot sauce there. And from there, we flew here to Hawaii. And I wasn't sure what I was going to do for work because I had left everything to be with my wife. And um, when I got here, I was like, okay, so what's something that Hawaii has plenty of? And um, they have a lot of fresh fruit. There's a lot of fruit that grows wild. There's a lot of tropical fruit. And I was like, okay, so what don't they have a lot of? And I realized they don't have a whole lot of hot sauce options out here. So I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll try to take the better of the two, put it together, and I'm going to start making Hawaiian-styled hot sauces. And that's that's where it started and it's just taken off from there. But, um, I think I'm probably the, the youngest in the hot sauce industry that you've had on this show so far, Spike. I've only been doing this since May of last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, this is great. So, so yeah. May was actually when I purchased our business license and man, if I would have known all that went into it, I might not have done it, but <laughs> like, yeah. I hit like a halfway point. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. But then I was like, well, I've already paid for the license. I've already paid for the website. I've already paid for this. I might as well just finish going the rest of the way. So Go for broke, it wasn't man. until, yeah, I just kept, kept pushing. And I mean, I didn't have a job. So I just sat in hotel rooms and worked on all of our licensing, worked on our insurancing and worked on our names, our labels, our ingredient lists, everything. And then uh, I think October of last year was when we went to our first farmer's market. 
And so it's just over a year that we've been in business. And I bet they have great farmers markets out there. Oh my God. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like people live for the farmers markets out here. There's, yeah. I, so I do, I do like five markets a week. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And, there, and there's probably about 50, probably 20 to 25 markets a week here. That's incredible. Why are you at every That's single insane. one of them? It's so it's just me and my wife doing this business. I wish we had uh, employees, but we haven't really branched out yet. Um, and was, let me tell you, when I first started out, okay, I would drive an hour up this fucking mountain to do a farmer's market, run out of sauce, drive an hour back down, hit the fucking kitchen, sleep for three hours, and then drive the fuck back up the next day. It's uh, all it's all about how bad you want it, man. Want is that it. really what everybody should be doing, though, Zach? <laughs> I know, because I fucking don't do markets. Yeah, I'm Zach, so, I, I, don't you only do I'm like selective. a couple markets now? I only do really one market a year. Yeah. <laughs> So we, time, we actually um so recently we went to the uh the uh, fiery foods festival in columbus that was really fun um and that was our actual first hot sauce festival we wanted to go to the new york city hot sauce expo but we weren't selected in the raffle and then ended up finding out that there was uh the columbus fiery foods festival which we didn't even know was a thing and uh, just so happened, we had found out my wife was going off to boot camp to become an officer. And this was a month before uh, she went to boot camp. So we're like, hey, let's go to Ohio, say hi and bye to your family. And then we can also knock out this hot sauce festival. It would be an awesome trip. And it was. We met some really cool people. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of great people from the hot sauce industry in Ohio anyway. So. Yeah, how was that Hawaii or uh, the Columbus hot sauce festival? Was it Columbus or the Toledo? One? It was it was Columbus, and okay. I mean, I had a great time. I mean, uh, just meeting the other uh, hot sauce creators. I call us hot sauce magicians because I think we make magic, and then we <laughs> funnel it into little bottles. Like some of the sauces are just insane. Like in the combinations, I'm like. How did someone even think of that? Like with some of these combos that people come up with? I love the networking aspect of going to the shows. That's actually yes. basically what I do. I'll go to the show as a customer and then I'll just I'll just, you know, go around meeting everybody, talking to people and just make connections. Yeah. So here in Hawaii, we don't uh well the markets that I go to, I'm usually the only hot sauce vendor there. And mm, um really? I mean, yeah, so so I go uh, the Aloha Stadium here in Oahu. Um, I'm the only hot sauce vendor there. There's one other guy. He's a uh, he's a distributor. He like buys other people's sauces and he redistributes them. Um, he's offered to buy our sauce. He's like, oh, if you ever don't want to come to the market, just like you can sell me your sauce and then I'll distribute it for you. But I mean, I like going there. I like I like talking to people, especially when I come across those. Uh, few random people that really like hot sauce and want to talk shop i'm like oh yeah like let's chit chat and i'm i'm sure I'll, i lose business over it because people like won't approach the booth if i'm in like deep combo with someone but i'd rather have that conversation with someone and that was the cool thing about columbus was my wife and her sister were there so i was able to be like hey you guys got this and then, like, I would run out and go talk to some of the other vendors, and I got to try some other people's sauces. I'll tell you something. Um, this year was the first year that my wife and I weren't the only, well, the very end of last year, actually, was the first time that my wife and I weren't the only ones doing our farmer's market. It's a busy market. 
Yeah. And um, so we had at first one employee helping us, and now we've got two. And it frees me up because everybody wants to talk to me. Um, and we keep sales. Our sales at least doubled, if not sometimes tripled. Um, I mean, wow. it, and so they've more than paid for themselves um, there. And it's an awesome hat. They're great employees too. But uh, so when you get to that place and you're questioning whether you should do it, I would say definitely give it a shot. Cause it's, you mean hiring? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about that distributor guy. I was going to say that guy's going to oh, want you to for pennies on the dollar <laughs> and then he's going to sell it for, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm yeah. talking about asking somebody to help do the market with you. Well, so yeah, one so of I... our, our winter farmer's market here um, is actually inside a distillery, um, which oh, is cool. just awesome. And, um, and right before the pandemic, when we, we, we don't do farmer's markets anymore, but we stopped, we stopped with the pandemic. But um, I used to, I had to be, I had to be at the market as one of the rules of the farmer's market, but I had to hire somebody to run the booth. And then I would just show up for the four hours of the market itself. And then I would just get a cocktail and go sit on the couches. And it was literally the best way to do a farmer's market I've ever experienced. 10 out of 10. Great. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I love it now because I have, we have so much help. It, it, we have a much bigger tent now and we've got a, a lot more. But to have three of us going at the same time, nobody passes up our booth because it's too, to the lines too long. Mm -hmm. Well, we still get a little bit of that, but um, you know we've maxed out at what we can do, so it's it's awesome. It definitely worth it. Yeah, I I just recently started like talking to someone about them coming on and working uh, for us, and a majority of the reason is because he wants to make his own sauce. He has his own business. And I told him if he wants to do that, he has to understand like the grind that goes into it, that yeah. we're not just out here sitting here talking to people selling sauce. So like yeah. I'll take him down to the kitchen and show him the process of the kitchen and show him that we I have see. to check the pH of the sauce and show him that we have to get it up to 200. And he's like, oh, my God, like, how do you do all this? I'm like, it's part of the process. If you want to make the sauce, you have to be able to do this. And he's like, like starting to get wide eyed. Like, I think he's starting to get that idea that I had, like, man, do I really want to do this? Like <laughs> to make a sauce? <laughs> yeah. If what, I had known. What is, what, what's the regulatory scene like in uh, Hawaii? Like, is there, I mean, there's the federal level that we're all subject to, but what are the state regulations for making acidified foods in Hawaii? So they're also pretty strict here. Uh, I, I believe you guys had someone on recently that said that, that they have to boil all their bottles um we uh, have to do that she doesn't have to she she does it because where she's at it's cold and cold hot sauce in a cold uh, bottle yeah and, yeah well it's hot and, here and but it, that's one of the rules is apparently we have to boil our bottles we have to boil our caps also and wow, we have to like hell? that's what they said <laughs> well they said put it in it has to be in hot water and then you have to uh, take it out a minute before you start filling but it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Wow. That would but, add more wow. unsavory things than I don't right. I, I would not Yeah. It, that's it's, so it's it's hard too because um when the bottles are wet and the caps are wet, they want to slip and they don't want to stay on. So we have to like take the caps out, we have to shake them out, we have to dry them off. I it's honestly and, I I don't believe that Adobo Loco and High Spice are boiling their are doing bottles. that. Right. No, yeah. right. no I mean, fucking way. And right. if you get a process authority that says 
otherwise, then I don't think this, I mean, I don't know your state, but I would say yeah, that they yeah. would be like, hey, uh, your process authority said not are, to do that. Are you, even my, are you required even my process to work authority with a specific... said, I'm sorry, go ahead, Claire. No, it's just, are you required to work with a specific process authority or, or do you get to choose? No, I get to choose. So I was actually recently asking uh, Zach uh, who his was, but Zach doesn't like to respond to my messages because he's scared I'm gonna <laughs> accidentally send him. He's scared I'm gonna accidentally yeah. send him nudes. <laughs> so I mean, bring him on. Like, there, I look, man. I got a lot going on right now. Obviously, I'm, I'm one just fucking kidding. person running around. Uh, I, uh, there's a guy. I got you. There's a guy. So like 50 oh, see that? Yeah, that's not that's not bad. The the process authority that I use, he also said boil your bottles and uh told me how long i don't really remember i have the process letter but he said boil bottles before filling also the i would so i worked with a process authority down in massachusetts who basically would write up whatever i told him that's when i started realizing that like you know that the rules are not set in stone by any stretch and yeah. um and so I was, I worked with him through a Copac client and the Copac client said, Oh, this is what we're doing. And then we had this funny set of rules that I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And so I called the guy and I was like, well, what should we be doing? And he's like, well, tell me what you're doing and I'll write it down. And I was like, well, <laughs> what? <laughs> like that's how it works. And uh, that's crazy. so, I mean, did you, did you push back against the process already? Did you say like, why, why are we required to boil our bottles and caps? Mm, no. I mean, like I said, I've only been doing this for a year so I kind of thought that was like typical process and it makes sense. I mean, they want it to be super clean, like, and they don't want their, like any way that any kind of extra bacteria can get in there. So I was but like, it's, okay. It's, it's amazing what, you know, 200 degree hot sauce will do for killing things. Right. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I was like the hot <laughs> like, sauce cleans the bottles and then that's why you invert it to clean the cap. Yeah. So, yeah. Sanitize. Sanitize. Yeah. Sanitize. Yeah. Sanitize. Yeah. Well, doesn't it? St uh, it sterilizes the inside because of the the temperature. Yeah. It actually sterilizes. Exactly. Well, I think yeah. that's uh, the difference between sanitizing and sterilizing. I think it sanitizes. It doesn't sterilize. Sterilizes um, is like hospital clean. Sanitize I'm is just um, is just uh, killing insane. boiling level bacteria. <laughs> There's bacteria above that like can survive boiling water temperatures, and so sterilize kills. All of that. Really? Sanitize thought, is just. I thought is sanitize was the. I, I could be switching them yeah, around, but I they think, are two different things. Well, the only reason I'm saying that, and I'm not trying to like, but I no, just I, was I reading wrong. it, and, and I think it was the other way around. That's why I, I was I could, saying that. I could be. I could be wrong. Yeah. I feel like a sterile, a sterile environment right. is, is is cleaner than a sanitized environment. Yeah. Right. I agree. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember which one I said, but that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about well, that. No, I think I, I think, no, but, I think that's what you said, Claire. I think you. Okay, yeah. But uh, but you know, I think that I, I'm also curious. What caps do you use? Because I know when I started um, doing hot sauce, not knowing anything, um, I remember my bottle supply company was like, "No, you can't boil these. These aren't boilable." Um, yeah. And and so I'm wondering, like, so, I mean, a lot of hot sauce stuff is not boilable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I use um, I use plastic plastic with the um, plastisol inside of it, and so I think I think on my process yeah, letter that... it says heat it to I can't I can't remember, but it might be like ninety ninety five degrees for like a minute or something like that. So not boiling, but like I have to for put it cap. in. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot that can survive ninety five degrees. 
Like yeah. that, well, then he, human then beings putting, can survive 95 degrees. Right. <laughs> and he, then he's putting like 200 degree hot sauce in the bottle and capping it. Yeah, exactly. And burning it after that. So it's like, why, why, why am I even that? doing this? Yeah. 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 Well, redundant, redundant as fuck. On top of that, my question would be that little styrofoam insert. Yeah. Well, he said plastisol. Not, right. It's not okay. a pulp liner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, which and, and plastisol can survive that, but a lot of the caps don't like don't like uh, plastic caps don't like boiling. They they yeah. Boil. Well, and yeah, I would exactly worry that any liquid that gets under that at all, if there's yeah. any, then when you yeah. cap it, that's not going to necessarily possible. It may it may insulate it enough to not get up to temp, and then you're going to have something that can contaminate the bottle. Yeah, like if maybe. the water goes under or the plastisol and yeah, in between the plastic. Get, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe that's why uh, the fun stopper. Maybe that maybe that's why when I got my bottle, I had a few leaking bottles because of that process. Yeah, I did it, too. Man, it's it's a pain. Like some some bottles will start leaking. I'm like, why? Like so so Zach, I I sent Zach some bottles and um he was like, oh hey, I got a couple bottles that were leaking, and I was like. What? Because I'd never heard that before. I did and I'd too. Also, so I'd also just started using this different company um, for bottles and for lids. And then so I actually sent them a recording of me twisting the lids on the bottles and then just kept spinning, kept spinning, kept spinning. Oh. And then I was like, hey, look, like your lids aren't staying on the bottles and the bottles are leaking and I'm having to like throw away product and I'm having customers tell me that like the bottles are leaking and that's not cool because that means it's not sealing properly. And, um, so they were like, Oh, that can't be possible. And I was like, well, do a test yourself. And then they ended up actually sending me another 5,000 caps because they said that those ones were too tall and they, the one that they gave me, the plastisol was a little bit thicker, also. So when it goes down the lid, it creates that like squeeze. Got yeah, it. we had we had some over plastisol caps a while back, and or we still get them every once in a while, and they end up crooked and cause leaks and all sorts yeah. of issues. We actually, that's part of the reason we leave our bottles inverted for a while because that yeah reveal a multitude of sins. Yeah. So, question for you guys: Is there? Can you leave them inverted for too long? No. Nope. Yes, I don't think so. According to yes. my book, yeah, you can. Yeah, you only should in invert them for. Uh, I think it says a day. I no. I, I have to double no. check it. It's no, in my you, in my a seal. I promise you, man. I promise you. Okay, cold fill process. You have to leave shit inverted for two weeks at a certain temperature. Like you, you know. You know, hmm. I know what you're saying. Except that I remember it from my Better Foods book. I'll find it and I'll show you what I what I read. But I don't remember how long they said. I guess I, I I would be curious to see that. I'd be curious about the the science on that because because I, I mean I use plastisol too, so it could be difference with different liner types. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah. The uh, fair enough. But you have a you have a with plastisol you have a hermetic seal. So yeah. the, once you have a hermetic seal, your bottle doesn't know if it's upside down or right side up or right. anything. Um, and and that seal would be complete once the sauce is cooled. Once it's exactly you know, once and after a full hours. day, it should be cooled, right. right? You know, and I could see some argument for like five minutes or something like that for some short period yeah. of time when it's still hot, but but at at a day, it's going to be a fully sealed environment. 
I don't remember yeah. their reasoning for it. I just remember the answer about it. Um, but I'll see if I can find it. Um, yeah. I'm, and and I, I, I wouldn't care either way. I just thought, oh, wow, <laughs> I that okay. So we, oh, I would put them into I, the things and leave them. And then yeah. we can do that after that. I'm, I'm also curious, because uh, most of the Better Process Control School is really about low acid, not high acid. So I wonder, I wonder if that might be a low acid thing. Like no, it was definitely during the um, hot fill hold section. Interesting. I'll yeah. have to go back and look. I'll Curious. find it. It's it's in my book. Um, I'm, I'm 95% sure it may have been part of the lecture of the video, um, but I do remember it. Uh, and that was the reason why we changed our process and not leaving them upside down because we did. Um, huh. And then we went, oh, okay. What, <laughs> cool. what uh, better processing school did you go to? Tennessee. I think Online, we did Tennessee or... as well. Yeah. Did you guys what? get the audiobook? Uh no, it was a te they sent a textbook and then we had to listen to lectures. It was like 8 hours of lectures and the tests were actually yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I I took University of Tennessee also and they uh actually made me buy a Kindle, Kindle <laughs> book. Yeah, so it was like a a book on my phone. So I was like, oh Okay, I guess. And they, yeah, they never sent me a hard copy book. COVID. Huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, no, 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 because I, I went to University of Tennessee during COVID and they sent me a book. Huh? Mine was last year, so it should be like out of COVID times. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, mine, mine was long before COVID. Yeah. So. Claire's, Claire's the old head. I'm, the old, right I'm now. the old school. We did actually. Our... I, I actually did mine late because I had somebody working for me at the time who had the better process control school thing. So I just didn't, I didn't uh, have to do it in the very beginning because I was working out of a shared kitchen. Um, so when I finally got around to it, I was like, oh, shit, I got I got to do this. But it was. Yeah. We're about ready to send our lead bottler to do it. Yep. Yep. I'm going to do that, too. And GMP oh. and HACCP and FISMA and all the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the things I have to look forward to. Ugh. I think I think GMP I did on a business trip, and I just it was it was something that I was getting so far. I mean, because GMP and like is so similar to Serve Safe and all of those that I just um, I think I just skipped the entire entire like every chapter. I would fast forward it and do the test and just see what I got. So so I mean, guys, maybe I'm I not found supposed my... to admit that. <laughs> I found my schedule letter. It says heat caps, bottles, and orifice reducers in hot water at 185 degrees Fahrenheit for one minute. Interesting. So one minute at 185, I guess that's probably not long enough for the caps to warp. Yeah, but you're then you're putting 200 degree sauce in it, so it's like right. it's, yeah. it's redundant as fuck. No matter how you want to look at it. Well, well and, top... and then you have the potential potential of contamination with the water. Like yeah. that's you know dry processes are inherently cleaner than wet processes that's what i my biggest concern would be that water because at some point that water is going to drop in temperature and things right. can enter it and you know it, you're not going straight from that hot water to the to capping it right yeah you are so well, well i i take it straight out of the hot water yeah i wipe off um around the rims and i uh air dry the caps so they can actually stay on because like i said trying I mean, to twist wet cap on wet bottle i mean at that point pushing. though at that point the 185 that you just had that cap in for one minute is null and void because now it's exposed to yeah. the elements yeah 
Like it's like an extra step for nothing. But yeah. I mean, yeah, let, that's what my process authority said. Let's get yeah. you a new process authority, dude, because that is bullshit. Yeah. Is, is your process authority in Hawaii or are they on the No, so I actually I went on a website that had a ton of different process authorities and I think I talked to about four or five and I found a guy that said he could do it um the quickest um like the turnover rate because I, I had my sauces, I was like ready to get it rolling. And some of the people had like, oh, like it's gonna take us a month to get you your letter back and this yeah. guy was like oh it should take about uh, a week if everything goes smoothly and i was like okay that's cool so i ended up going with him and he gave me a deal because i did uh multiple sauces with him um i actually i guess i do have a question is what are your threshold temperatures because i wonder you know we're all assuming it's 200 degree sauce is it is it 200 degree sauce so i do 200 but he has okay. uh there's like a uh, a scale, so I can heat it at 200, and then it's good to go. Or I can go to 199 for one second, or 198 for two seconds, mm -hmm. and like onward. But I I just heat everything right. to 200. Right. Ours right. uh ours is 190 for one minute. Uh, yeah, I think it's one minute. It, it, for some reason, I'm thinking three minutes. Um, but it's 190 for one minute, and then we have to bottle it. 180 that's for the glass so because um my the way that i bottle because I'm, i still bottle in such small batches um i still only use a five gallon pot so mm -hmm. all my batches are very small batch but um i blend in the bucket pour it into the pot heat the pot to 200 and then i pour the pot into a, a cranker and so I have to pump them out quick because I don't want the temperature to start dropping. Oh, you're not so using a handy sure filler, are you? A handy? No, he's using I what Tim uses. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's like three, $350, and it's not worth it. I'm good. I'm and, glad and that's not what you And it's just the most ridiculous workout. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah, why you got one buff on, Claire? Yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry, my arm's stuck like this, guys. My sauce has chunks, too. It just doesn't. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. I hated that. I, oh, my God. If it gets chunky, there's like a spring in there that'll get like pineapple or garlic or something stuck in it. And then the machine will like leak the whole time I'm trying to fill. Uh, I'm like, this yeah. is so annoying. I hate this thing. Can't you just but, do a, a beer kettle? Yeah, get a beer kettle. Well, I have I have I have a machine on the way. So um we did have one of our sauces filled at a co-packer. And um the co-packers here, so there's only one co-packer on the island. And the weight is um I think it's about a six month wait. So it's like not worth it for me. Like I had one sauce filled by them and it was a 20 gallon fill. And he said, this is a test batch for 20 gallons. The most we can do is 60 gallons. And I have to bring the bottles in. I have to bring all the materials in. I have to bring labels in. And then they, they blend everything. They heat it. They fill. They label. They... They do everything after that, but I have to bring them everything. So I figured, hey, at that point, why don't I just buy the machine? If I'm going to be paying you guys just to blend it, fill it, like I already label all my other bottles. I already fill all my other bottles. So I just bought a machine that does like 40-gallon fills. So I'm waiting for that to come in. Cool. 
Awesome. All right, we're gonna move on to the second question yet. Uh, that's me. This is a new <laughs> section. Looking. Yeah. This is a new section. So I put a word out on a Facebook group uh, for questions for people, and I got a ton of questions to ask people. So I thought I'd give them, uh, put them on here. So uh, let's see. Sam Schreiner asks: Is your spouse or significant other involved in the business? What's their heat tolerance like? So. Uh, yes, my wife is involved, um, but right now she's at boot camp. She has about a week and a half left out of three months, so I've been basically doing everything myself. But um, when she is here, yes, we're a team. Um, usually I'll crank and she'll cap, um, and then uh, she works all week at the Navy, and then on the weekends she comes with me to the market, so I, like, I feel bad for her because it's like, there's hardly days where we get to actually go explore Hawaii and like go on the water or go on hikes or stuff. So we set Saturdays aside so we can do that. But um, her heat tolerance has gotten better. When I first met her, it was pretty low. Her family used to joke that uh, she thought the Cool Ranch Doritos were spicy. Um, and now <laughs> her favorite sauces are uh, third spiciest, are Oahu onion. Awesome. So I'm like, oh, okay. You're getting up there. So I actually, um, I saved some of both of your sauces, uh, Spike and Zach. So when she gets back, she can try them. But it's hard because they're sitting in the cabinet and they stare at me every day. I go look in the cabinet. <laughs> I'm just like That's great looking. Yeah, I'm saving the Verde from Zach for her. And your uh, bourbon and peaches one. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. your, I, I've been using your cilantro uh a lot big cilantro fan so so is zach yeah, that's what uh, i heard thank you i appreciate you guys <laughs> produce is so expensive here cilantro yeah, okay, is like i think cilantro is about a dollar fifty a bundle here and that's all right and it's like a small bundle like probably about maybe 20 20 stocks is that what they're called is, stocks is there much farming on the island like can you get local like locally grown or is it yeah. i mean what why is it so expensive so i i do try to support local with like everything um some of the peppers are hard to find um local yeah. because uh, a lot of people on the island don't eat that spicy um they make a lot of chili pepper water which is made with hawaiian right. chili peppers which hawaiian chili peppers they love the heat, so they grow wild here on the island. So awesome. uh, those can be easy to find, but at the same time, uh, white flies love those plants also, and so do the birds. The birds know where all the Hawaiian chili peppers are, so whenever they get to ripe, the birds go eat them all. So um, it can be hard to find peppers, but a lot of the other stuff, even grown locally, is still pretty expensive. But I try to support the local farmers because, I mean... I support them. Hopefully that they'll support us in return. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I I am just enamored of the idea of chili peppers growing wildly though. <laughs> that doesn't happen yeah. here in Vermont. We, we yeah, got some awesome. wild chili peppers in Arizona. They're called chiltepine. Yeah, that's right. Really? I remember we were talking about those. <laughs> it's yeah. the only, it's actually the only native pepper to the United States. And it just happens oh, wow. to be native to the Sonora desert. Yeah. Wow. You should send hmm, some cool. to uh, Claire so she can try them out. Yeah, I'd love to try. They're it. smoky and bitter and kind of gross, honestly. But you know, <laughs> how's the heat? 
They're pretty hot. Yeah, they're they pretty got hot. a good. Ask Spike. At Farmer's Market, somebody walked up with some. I didn't know that they were Chiltepinto after, um, but he walked up with some. And he's like, hey, I got some of these. He owns a Mexican restaurant here in town. He was like, hey, I got some of these from some family. And I was like, oh, awesome. They look like oh. pepper, peppercorns. <laughs> and and they taste a lot like peppercorns. Um, and then okay. they explode. They got some heat. The worst part for me is that I can handle heat all right, but I don't look like I can. And my face turns yeah. bright red, and uh, and you know I it was hot, so I'm like I'm used to the ride, but everybody was yeah. like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine. It's just <laughs> hot. <laughs> this is yeah, my job." They, I think they the Scoville ratings on them is like fifty to a hundred thousand. I think yeah, maybe it wasn't a little more crazy. Or... It was just a little over Serrano, so, I think. So like a yeah. like a oh a little okay. I was gonna say like well, that the sounds... thing is that they come in hard and they come in fast and yeah. they come in brutal and then it goes away real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ten minutes later I was talking to people at farmers market like it was yeah. nothing. Yeah. One hundred nice. So the first time I actually tried a Hawaiian chili pepper was um uh, my wife and I were actually driving to go buy some habanero plants from this guy. And I was like, oh, what are those? He goes, oh, they're Hawaiian chili pepper. You never had them? I was like, no. And, I mean, I love spicy. So he handed us both one. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, uh, I was like, uh, what is, how is it compared to the, the habanero? And he's like, oh, it's it's nowhere near as spicy. And I could eat habaneros pretty fine. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I just popped it in. My wife popped hers in her mouth. And we both kind of just looked at each other like, Oh man, my <laughs> wife beelined it to the car, and I was like, "What the heck?" So I followed her. We get in the car, and we had some food for dinner that we were waiting to eat, and she was just destroying it. <laughs> it was like a big burrito. She's like, "Oh my god, that thing was so hot!" Like I thought I was gonna throw up, and so she was just in the car smacking the burrito. And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it got, it got me too." But um. It's. I think Hawaiian chili peppers are around like three hundred thousand Scoville. So that's pretty like, hot, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it, it was pretty hot. I was very, very surprised. But uh, that's they're, a, they're around do you, habanero. Do you, yeah. do you have a sauce with that with that pepper? Yeah. So our spiciest one has it. Um, Ooh. our scarlet fever. Um, awesome. And then we're actually we're working on a couple other sauces right now that have it more, just so we support more local instead of um, trying to branch out to find more peppers. So that way, it, a lot of people come up and they're like, "Hey, do you have any sauces with Hawaiian chili pepper in it?" And I don't want to be like, "Yeah, it's our hottest one," because not everyone right. can handle that kind of heat. But some people want to try the Hawaiian chili pepper. Yeah. So I'm working on a uh, more medium mild sauce with it in it. Well, I'll have to check that out. I'm, I love trying new chili peppers and especially, you know, wild native grown chili peppers. That's, yeah. just, that's really cool. They're awesome. They look beautiful on a bush because they grow so many different colors. It, they come in like uh, green, yellow, red, orange, and they'll, nice. they'll be completely ripe at all those different colors. Wow. wow. That's awesome. I'm Claire George. I own Butterfly Bakery of Vermont. We make hot sauce, mustard, cookies, and granola, and 100% of our products are made with Vermont ingredients. The thing that I hear most often from people is that my hot sauce tastes like the peppers that are in it. 
We do really simple recipes that don't get too crazy and nitpicky, just to really accentuate the, the flavor of the peppers that are in there. The unique thing about our hot sauces is how much we feature the farm and the relationship with the farm and really um, bring the terroir of Vermont to our hot sauces. I am pretty sure I am the number one purchaser of Vermont-grown chili peppers. I would love it if there would be a legitimate pepper market in Vermont where people would know Vermont for its peppers. We're all better for supporting each other. You know, and I think that part really shows itself with the collaborations that I do with the other businesses and the other farms that, that I love working together and coming up with new ideas and presenting each other with new challenges. And I think overall that's the attitude here. And I absolutely love it because that's my attitude. I try to live my life with love. The ingredients that I use, I would say that my values are reflected in that, um, that I use ingredients that, again, feel good, feel loving, feel supportive. The relationship with the farmer was how it all began. If I changed the reason for it being, if I went out and bought some commodity peppers, you know, it might not be as good. <laughs> I was just looking at the next question. Which we kind of already covered. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to just grab one that you like from the list that you sent, that would be fine. Okay, I mean, I still asked a lot of bottle questions in oh, there, so. Sure. I do have a question now uh, about this topic that we can kind of elaborate on, because my caps, I believe, are polypropylene mined. What's mm -hmm. the difference yeah, mine between... Are too. Past, are, uh, so are yours like F217 or polybonia yeah. pulp? F217. Uh, no, yeah. poly, polypropylene. Well, yeah. well, there's 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 F217, there's polyvinyl pulp. Um, pro, no, I don't know. I'm going to be talking out of my uh, ass if I keep uh, listing uh, off liners. Uh, but <laughs> F217, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Because that's, I know that's like the, that's like the standard plastic cap liner that's like heat and acid safe is the F217. But what was your question? What's the difference between that and the plastic? What you oh, got? Plastisol. Pla yeah. Plastisol is the stuff that's um, it's uh, the stuff that you see in like uh, ball jars, like that that liner yeah, okay. around okay. the rim. That's plastisol, and it just softens slightly, and then and then melts and adheres to the to the cap or to the bottle. So it forms a hermetic seal. Whereas the polyvinyl pulp and the F two seventeen, they form a vacuum seal, um, as opposed to a hermetic seal. Okay. So, so would a plastic they, cap have that plastic stall they stuff can. in it? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It just it just gets squirted in and it's like a yeah, it's like that 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 soft gummy stuff that just so squishes right in. Tobias, how much do you pay for one cap then? Oh, it comes with my bottles now. Okay. Yeah, so now I get um the fun stoppers, the uh caps with the plastic salt in them, all with the bottles. Okay. So is that because is that because you were having issues with the previous caps? No. So originally, like I mean, like I said, I'm still doing pretty small batches. So I was yeah. ordering off of Amazon. Yep. And I would just order All like, right there. yeah, I would just order like thirty boxes of like thirty five packs, and even those came with the the dripper, the drip stoppers, and they came with the lids. So when I came time to scale up, I was like, well, I'm going to look for the same thing. So, like, why would I want to look for bottles, caps, drip stoppers, all separate? Like, I'm going to look for a company oh, that will give me all that. Yeah, you usually your glass company will also have access to uh, the caps. 
Right. Can I, can I ask about the dri the drip stoppers? Oh yeah. There... Yeah. Why are we not giving a shit about that? Sorry. Explain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like, don't look for a company that has those. <laughs> no. Trust me. I I hate those. And ask Zach. Like, when I gave him his sauces, they didn't have them on them, and because I hate using them and they're annoying, but the bottles weren't sealing correctly. So yeah. I was like, maybe if I put those on it, it'll give the bottle a little bit more height or the, the cap a little bit more height. That way it'll seal more properly. But yeah, no no one likes those. And, uh, and my sauces are all pretty thick. So like I've like apologized to people. Hey, I'm sorry. There's drip stoppers on it. Like just take it off because you're not going to get the sauce out of it. Well, can you order now that you've ordered from a different place? Can you just order the bottles and the regular tops? Well, now they now they sent um, those new caps, so I don't need the drip stoppers anymore. Oh, good, because because you got the nice. pasta, whatever that's exactly. called. Sorry, yeah. I can't say it right now. Plastisol, 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 plastisol. Enunciate, Zach. Motherfucker, I can't. <laughs> okay, Claire's question. Um. Yeah, well, um, I can just Zach. Do you mind if I just steal the next one? You can go right ahead. What, uh, Tamaris? What are your favorite and least favorite sauces from, um, uh, from your own line? Ooh, that's that's tough. So I really like our Maui Owie. So hear me out. Everyone, <laughs> I feel like has a mango habanero. Everybody. <laughs> Everyone has a mango habanero. And when I was coming up with sauces, I was like, okay, what's something popular that people really like? I was like, a lot of people like mango habaneros, but I wanted to put a twist on it. So I added a pineapple ghost sauce to it also. So it's a mango hob pineapple ghost with some chipotle and roasted garlic. So you mm -hmm. kind of get all those flavors. I, I know you took a spoonful of it, Spike, yeah, like a couple really episodes good. ago. Yeah. And so I feel like, like I said, everyone like has one, like, like, like Zach was saying in the other episode, like, it's like uh, music back in the day, they all played the same chord, but yeah. everyone <laughs> added in a little twist. Yeah. But uh, I think it has decent heat. It's um, not our hottest, but it's up there in heat and it has good flavor. So it's a nice balance of the two. Um, my least favorite, man, that's tough. Well, and, you know, it doesn't have to be one that you have out there. If, you know, you never yeah. want to throw your own, like, babies under the bus. Hmm. Um, but <laughs> some maybe some recipe that you've worked on or some, uh, you know, something that's just kind of not quite hit the right note. Yeah. Okay, let's see. That I've worked on. So I was working on a, like, a chipotle adobo kind of sauce. And this was... Um, like right around the time I think Zach sent me his adobo. <laughs> and I was like, no way. Throat. Throat. Yeah, I was like, no way. Oh, my, mine's a lot different than yours. Mine's more yeah, uh, 100 creamy. Probably. Yeah, yeah mine's, mine's creamy. I use a, like a coconut milk in it. So it's, oh, more wow. of a, it's more of a creamy adobo. Fucking cool. make that shit because I want it. I'll send, I'll send you guys some. Um, that sounds it's, good. Now it's really good. But when I was working on it initially, I was like, ah, this this isn't that good. I don't really like it. Like it's it's all Chipotle. It's pretty vinegary. And um I'm not huge on really vinegar forward sauces. Like I'm okay with if it has some vinegar, but I don't 
want to taste a majority vinegar because that's kind of all I focus on if I taste it. So I would say probably that first Chipotle adobo that I was working on. But since then, I've I've saved it. I love it, saving a sauce, especially when it really seems like it's going to be impossible. And suddenly yeah. you're doing yeah. something and you're like something completely non-hot sauce related and it just floats into your head. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I had a sauce I worked on for like three years, like from before the pandemic, oh, like into the pandemic, and then finally I was like, "That, that's it," and then I ran with it. That's my ghost. Yes. Yeah. So, so when you guys work on sauces, how small of batches do you work on? What are you talking about, man? So, you don't, you don't just fill a kettle with something and hopefully it works out. <laughs> I can yeah, see Zach with a huge kettle, him just throwing in a handful of grapes. Okay, five grapes. <laughs> and then at the end, he has a whole recipe. With no, us, it's a very small, I'll make, I make maybe five bottles. And I run around yeah. the kitchen like like a madman grabbing stuff. And my wife writes, or my daughter, one of the two of them, will follow me and write write it down and, write, and weigh it for me. Because yeah. I am just like kind of a madman running around. And right. then um, usually something gets not written down in there and it gets messed yep. up. And then... On the remake, I'll make it better, and then we go from there. Then we do uh, uh, what we call – it's about a, uh, a 16th batch. Yeah. So we can see what it's like as we're scaling it up, and then we'll go full batch. I I don't like running smaller than about five gallons. I feel like I get weird evaporation issues and stuff like that. So I usually, unless I'm working primarily with powders or – things like that. But if I'm working with fresh ingredients, I like, um, I usually don't go, I I don't go any smaller than five, but I can also taste in my head. So I usually have a pretty clear idea of what it's going to taste like before I put it in. Um, And then I'll just do adjustments. And I, I often will often weigh out anything that I'm going to add first and that way i can add just by feel and like smell and and do all of that and then i weigh out the end result and then i write down how much actually went in so five gallon yeah. test batch oh. and i'm doing five gallons as my actual product <laughs> batches and that's what Amen. i was doing for years yeah. for yeah. years when i started so yeah now we're doing 200 gallon tosses batches so you know yes. I should be two two hundred gallons by myself. Anyway, you can climb in it. You can climb in the kettle. <laughs> yeah, how the fuck you clean that thing? <laughs> right, that's what you, I was gonna you, ask. You kind of, you kind of, you're half inside of it. Um, when you kind of figured with a scrub, scrub yeah. brush, we've got we've got scrub brushes and hoses, and then we can take apart. We can take apart the agitator. We can take apart the chopper. All of those come out, and then you're in there with a scrub brush. It's got a fixed lid for half of it, so getting underneath is kind of actually the hardest part, not down below. I have another question for you. Do you ever like do a PBW boil out on your kettle just to like get all of the built up funk off of it? The the a what boil out? It's called PBW. It's like a, a an acid cleaner, and it, what it does oh. is it's meant for like brew houses, really. Right. After after they're yeah, uh, but you just kind of it's. Drop it in some warm water in the kettle and swirl it around for like a half hour, and your kettle comes out like clean as fuck. The um, <laughs> like shiny ever, shit. <laughs> um, you know, it's ever, our kettles are always pretty cleanable. Um, you know, we do have like some of our equipment has like agitators and something like that, and I could see something. You know, the agitators in those parts, I could see be, could be really great to use something like that on. But just like the bowl of the kettle is pretty easy to clean. Um, 
we have had we had we did a batch of mustard for somebody once like two years ago and it was we could not get it right and we ended up burning it and it burned in the spout that comes off from the kettle I've done that. and that was the absolute worst to clean and it had eggs in it too so there was no like no we could not leave a, a trace of that behind and yeah. we, i was i just went in there with like like a fork and a knife like from the just get it it was that was brutal yeah but, pbw situation would have yeah. been perfect would have been perfect honestly. yeah yeah that's what yeah. it does it breaks down all all uh organic material like that I'll have to I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I, I could I could see it being useful for things like that. Yeah. I love this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I feel like so I didn't so know you had so many more episodes. Like <laughs> wait, did like, you think the first one? No, no, no. So I was I was watching them and then um I watched the last one. I don't remember what the last one I watched was. And then uh when Zach asked me to come on, I was like, Oh, cool, yeah. And then I went and looked at your podcast and I was like what there's been like another four episodes that i haven't seen because i don't watch podcasts like i've never really been into them but i'll play this either when i'm making sauce or when i'm cleaning the kitchen or something and i'm just like this is cool like because it's what i'm like interested in and sometimes i get bored with the same playlists and stuff like same music so i'm like at least here, I'm like listening to something. I'm growing. I'm learning. Well, and you can listen yeah. to it too on like a Spotify. Tells me when they come up. Yeah. Well, and, oh, it, and cool. it's nice when you're not surrounded by people who are in the industry. It's really nice to just like ha- hear people talking about the things that you're thinking in your head all by yourself a lot. So yeah, <laughs> I, I like I before I join the show, I like listening to it just for that reason, just to be able to, you know, hear what other people are doing and what they're thinking about and just talking about the things that I'm thinking about. Yeah, exactly. So, um, do you have a favorite and a least favorite sauce from another company? I mean, you don't have to put anybody on blast. You just, uh, do it. Um, no, no. I mean, you you, you are more than welcome to. I mean, it's not that messy. So I'm going to talk about one that I do like. Um, which goodbye. There's my keyboard. Heartbeat. I really like oh, the scorpion. Yeah. 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 So there's scorpion sauce. Oh, scorpion. The scorpion one. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I, I really like them. They're even so older I like, than I am. I like their scorpion, but I don't like the squeeze tops because I like to really put it on and then like squeezing and then there'll be like a, a seed or something seed, stuck in it yeah. and then it just go boom and it shoots out. I'm like, okay. So just I like their sauce. This, I don't like their lids. You know, yeah. Just take the lid off and dump it and just pour bottom. it. Yeah. It's the same like size. Like, that's yeah. that's what I've started doing, just taking it off. You mean put another lid on it? Oh, no. I, yeah, I mean, it, you can. Just like, yeah, I just take the top off and pour it and then put the top yeah. back on. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then... Um, so I'm not a huge fan of their jalapeno one, though. My okay. wife really likes it, though. So, I mean, everyone has their sauces that they like. Is that the red jalapeno? No, it's, it's green. It's a green one, yeah. I haven't had that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. I've, I, I don't know. Lately, I've just been wanting jalapeno flavor. I don't usually. It's not yeah. really my jam. Yeah. Fucking grassy. You want to eat grass? It is. It's it's a it's a really oh, grassy flavor. You don't flavor. like green jalapeno, Zach? <laughs> I love green Zach. jalapeno. Yeah. Zach, have you ever had our uh, our Belschnickels 
um, I know, I know. I don't think any of you have had the Belschnickels. The imp, imp, I stole it from the office. It's impish or admirable. It was from the last season when Z, when uh, Dwight Schrute ran Christmas, and he was smacking people and telling them, "Are you impish or admirable?" So I created this sauce. Oh yeah, I do remember that, but I yeah. don't think I ever got it. Um, well, it's really good. Um, and I've been eating it lately and we only do it once a year. And anyway, it's, it's the only jalapeno sauce we have. And so since then I've been like jalapeno crazy. So I'm going to try it. I like, I like green jalapenos. Although, um, funny story, my, my old, my original bakery location, we, um, we shared, we had shared a bathroom with a chocolate business, chocolate making company next door. Um, and so, you could walk into the bathroom and then walk into the other business and, you know, back and forth. Um, and, uh, and I had gotten a, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was weird. It was fine. Um, you just lock <laughs> both doors and then you had to make sure to unlock both doors when uh -oh. you're done. Um, but, um, but so our hallway was where the bathroom was. And I had lined up all these uh, boxes of green jalapenos that I needed to de-stem to put in the freezer um, right near the bathroom door. And um, I, I got a call in the middle of the night from the chocolate shop and, and she was really concerned that I was having an electrical fire because all she could smell was the green jalapenos and <laughs> smelled that, that bitterness. And she was like, that's melting plastic. I'm smelling melting plastic. There's an electrical fire over on your side. And uh, yeah, no, it's just green jalapenos. This is jalapenos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just jalapenos. It's, it's, it's funny because when you fire roast them, they get like really sweet smelling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 And red jalapenos. Red jalapenos are amazing. Oh, yeah, of they those. are. Yeah. Red poblanos. Have you guys had a red poblano? No. No. Uh, amazing. So, I mean, so technically, technically, yes, because an ancho is a dried red poblano. Yeah. Right. Right. But not like a fresh <laughs> red poblano. No. Just, just let it, let it fully ripen. It is so good. So mm. good. Does it get more sweet? Yeah. Yeah, a lot more sweet, you know, more balanced heat, you know, poblano heat can be yeah. kind of all over the place. Um, and just and and juicier and but still with that like that that really I don't know, people always call it smoky. I don't really think of it as smoky, but that just deeper poblano flavor. Do you know why those aren't more readily available if they're so good? Are they more volatile? Uh, because it takes it takes more time to yeah. grow them to yeah. ripen. Yeah. yeah. Costs more money. That's yeah. what savory reason. Red jalapenos are the thing. Well, and and you know, red jalapenos, depending on how they're growing, grown and poblanos, I'm sure the same way are more prone to rot uh, mm -hmm. before that they're before they sell are sold. So right, um, makes sense. Yeah, and you know, I mean, probably the only reason that we can get you know colored jalapeno or habaneros is because green habaneros taste like ass. So hey, <laughs> I love the I really I love I, green jalapenos. No, jalapenos, yes, I love habaneros. habaneros. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm sorry. Habaneros. No, green habaneros are just awful. I hate them. Oh, really? Oh, I love them. That's what we use that's for our the, That's probably the worst green pepper, underripe pepper yeah. that I've ever eaten. Have you had a green Carolina Reaper? That's also really uh, gross. I mean, those aren't good to begin with, so. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, haven't you guys had the green uh, yucateco? It's like one of the best sauces I've ever had. That is, you know, I don't think I have. Oh, it's so good. Try I have the, that one is pretty good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I like that one. So another like and dislike from the same company, I would have to say is I like Tabasco's Chipotle, but I don't like their original. Fair enough. I feel the yeah. same way. Yeah. Tabasco's Reserve is really good. I think it's a 15 year reserve. That one's that one's really mm -hmm. tasty. 
I gotta uh, admit, I felt no, really no. bad. Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. I, I felt really bad when Claire was like, you know, Tabasco's not that bad. And I'm like, I disagree. So you are wrong. I, I was I was actually been thinking about this this week. And like, I love when we've been talking about hot takes on the show about how and the, the realization that there is a sauce for everybody. And like there's one person's favorite sauce is another person's most hated sauce mm-hmm. and and vice versa. And it just I love how, you know, it, it's you know, I, it's so easy as a hot sauce maker, especially, or as a, as a hot sauce fan to say like, oh, sauces that are like this are just awful. Those are just awful and nobody should make them. And they're just trash. And, and then you have a whole world of people who are like sauces that are like this are exactly what I want. And they're the absolute best. And that's what I want to put on every meal. And Mm. I love that. I I absolutely love that. And I feel like that's especially true in the craft hot sauce world in a way that it's not in the big market hot sauce world where all the hot sauces are basically the same. Yeah, I agree. Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, is brought to you by Irish Spike's unique hot sauces and Vandal Pepper sauces. I'm Spike, the owner and executive saucier. Our sauces are handmade in the Pacific Northwest using the best possible ingredients. We believe that hot sauce equates to a balance of sensational heat coupled with a robust and complex flavor profile. Live your hottest life with Irish Spike's. Irish Spike's unique hot sauces and Vandal Pepper sauces are available at saucecult.com. All right, so Desert Island hot sauce. Ooh. So let me let me read this off so that it's written properly, and it has changed slightly. Um, so Zach and I talked a little bit. We we had a, one of our we have not since this whole podcast has started. We haven't had our yeah. phone calls, and we had a nice long phone call the other night. It was it was like meant something. It was nice. Fucking two hours on the phone. I'm like, bro, I'm going to be talking to you in like two days for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and then he'd bus. bring up another subject and we'd keep going. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Zach, you may not know it, but some people just love your voice. It's true. Uh, I don't know well, why. You apparently love your voice. Yeah, you apparently love I think he loves my voice. <laughs> yeah, All right. Man, like 28 fucking hours of fucking flavor balance heat. All right. What is your Desert Island hot sauce? This is the scenario. You're on a cruise ship. It crashes uh, and sinks, and now you're the sole survivor stranded on a desert island. Tons of amazing food from the ship has washed ashore. You can eat anything you want, but the ship carried only one hot sauce, an entire pallet. It washes ashore. What sauce or sauces? So you could have a couple different options of what you would like to have. Like I would like like it to be this or this or this that washes ashore, but it can only be one. Uh, mm. Um, so it can't be a mix in the palette. Uh, would you hope to watch this as or it can't be one of your own. It can, however, now be one of ours if that's what you prefer. Mm. So the food that I would hope would wash ashore would be carne asada fries. Very specific. Yes. Love it. Well, everything Same thing from if the you asked what my last prison meal would have been. Awesome. <laughs> um and then the sauce. So as I said before, I like to mix sauces. So I think I would want some of those little uh, red and green taco sauces that come from the taco shops. You want red or green? I want both. But then I would hope <laughs> I only get one. this pops up so I can spice up that little salsa that they give you. <laughs> I love Man. it. So you know why I it, it, we talk about this? The reason why I ask this question is because I'm always interested in the breadth of a sauce. 
And how mm-hmm. many how how many foods can you? When I first started making sauce, I would make a sauce. I would take it part way, like we did one we called Muay Thai, which actually has changed now. And I did some Thai elements, but I didn't make it a Thai sauce because I wanted it to be accessible to more cuisines. And I found that that didn't work very well. Um, and so yeah. now I've kind of committed on my sauces. I like the idea of what sauces move, work on the most things. Right. So I like to ask other hot sauce makers that question specifically because of that. What works on the most things? So that's kind of why I like this, um, the Heartbeat Scorpion, because I feel like it's very versatile. This can go on so many different sauces. Um, Flavor's good. The heat's good. Um, I mean, there's times where I'm like, all right, like, I want to I want to hurt myself. Um, And I'll grab something a lot more spicy but i mean as far as overall sauce that covers i think everything and that i can put in a majority of meals i think that's probably it i obviously did not send you fire roasted red then if you did it might be one of the ones that i'm saving for when my wife gets back i'm i'm just fucking with you dude this fire roasted red sauce you know your your ghost of saffron was was pretty good i like the, the hot I mean, ghost it's, of saffron it, it's versatile, but it's not that versatile. Like it, yeah. It no, no, go I'm just it has good, yeah, yeah. Good on tacos, good on Mexican. I mean, I put it on a lot more than just that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I was thinking about the question yesterday, and I was like, I forgot that I even had this sauce. It was uh, in my cabinet, and I was like, oh, like I I have a few different sauces in the cabinet, but I have like Gindo's strawberry basil. Oh. And I'm like, okay, that's that's a tasty sauce. But I can't put that on everything. And then it just might not be good. I mean, (laughs) not gonna say I wouldn't try it on everything, but I think yeah, I think the the heartbeat scorpion's pretty pretty well rounded. What's the sauce by uh, Palmen Acre that I love so much, Zach? I'm blanking. The Uh, Nopales. The Nopales. Nopales. I can only have Mm. that on a few things, but I love that sauce. But the breadth of it is not wide. It's got a, a a narrow breadth. Yeah, I mean, I think he just got to think outside the box, personally. Like, I was putting his fucking smoked pumpkin shit on my oatmeal, you know what I mean? I can, <laughs> yeah, I can you guys that. keep that's posting good. about that. It sounds so good. Yeah, yeah that sauce is I so think good. I think I want to try it, yeah. It's a really yeah. good sauce. That's another one I'd probably have to say for my wife, because she's one of those pumpkin spice during the holidays, everything. Uh, there, it's not it's not pumpkin spicy at all. Like, no. No, it is. If you want something pumpkin spicy, grab pumpkin spikes. Pumpkin spikes? Yeah, pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin spike sauce. Yeah, it's a seasonal. It's a pumpkin spike season. Is it out now? It is. Uh, we've got a couple, uh, like I think a case left. All right, I'm gonna have to order that. So, uh, Tamaris, so. what what uh, it, what inspires you in the hot sauce world? <laughs> My dog hears you. He's like, huh? <laughs> um, dog inspires you. Yeah. Well, actually, so it's a it's a little bit of people like you guys. It's a little bit of um, like my wife. Like, um, so when I met her, um, I was actually bartending at uh, Dirty Birds and I mean, I, I just planned on doing that, but I didn't have any like goals or anything. And she's like, is this what you plan on doing for the rest of your life? And I was like, yeah, why not? And then she was like, well, like, I kind of see like you doing bigger things. And I was like, really? And so I never really thought I had potential to do like bigger things. And I never in my wildest dreams thought I would own my own business. Um, Just 
living in San Diego, it's so expensive to do everything, to own any kind of property or anything. So I was like, oh my God, not a chance. But she's really good with her money and she pushes me to do better and to do more and more. And I mean, listening to like, like your podcast, like I get to hear how many different sauces you guys have, like 200 gallon pots. Like <laughs> you, you hear about the stuff, like Claire's freezer that's as big as my house. I'm like, what the heck? Like bigger than when my you house. Hear about that stuff, it's like, it's like inspiring to hear that because you know, there's potential and you know, there's opportunity for growth and you know that like, like in one year we've gone from using a little like five uh, quart pot to now we're buying a 40 gallon pot. So nice. I see the potential and I look at things that you guys do and I'm like, Oh, like I could do that. Like was Zach was one of the first guys I talked to in the hot sauce industry. And I kind of forced him to talk to me. I forced him to be my mentor. <laughs> my wife okay. said, you need to find a mentor in the hot sauce industry. <laughs> oh, and this, was right when, this was right when Zach was going through his uh, hot ones thing. And I was like, Oh, this is oh. the perfect time to ask this guy. Like, what happened? What went wrong? So I know not to do that stuff. And I was like, he might not want to tell me. It might be a sore subject, but I mean, I'm going to ask anyways. And he was open. He was like, hey, like, like I can tell you, like, I'm not going to say any names, but he's like, I got screwed over by a company that didn't handle my sauce. And I just continued to ask him questions, continued to ask him questions. I just slid, slid, slid into his DMs. And he just responded. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I honestly enjoyed talking to you because, A, you wanted to learn, and I knew that you were going to do the deal. Like, you weren't just going to fucking waste my time, ask me all these questions. And then I got to the point, like, okay, man, where well, you got to spend all this money now. I, I knew yeah. you weren't going to be like, oh, no, fuck that. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I didn't even know about the better process and control school and – Zach was like, oh, have you done this? And I was like, something else, another thing to do? I was like, no, I haven't. I was like, so how much did that run you? And he's like, oh, it's probably around 400 bucks. And I was like, great, another 400 bucks just to, so I can get a certificate. Like, yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll do that. And well, you know how many people so. don't do that, though? I mean, Zach and I talk about it. People come to us yeah. all the time. and I, I'm sure the same happens with you, Claire where people come and ask questions and you know three quarters of the halfway through the conversation, oh, they're not going to do any of this stuff. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Well, I mean, in, in Vermont, we have cottage laws. So you can actually, in Vermont, make acidified foods without following any of those rules. I mean, you can't sell it over state lines and you have a, a certain threshold, dollar threshold that you can do, but it's, uh, but people, people do. And, but then they can it gives them an opportunity to get their feet under them, figure out what they're doing, and then be like, oh, maybe I do can do this. And then then they follow the rules. Yeah, I didn't know there was that many rules coming in. And Zach was like, Oh yeah, hot sauce is more regulated than alcohol. And I was like, Oh man, this is gonna be a, a fun journey doing all this. But like I said, I was already too deep. And I was like, Well, let's just push it out, see how it goes. Bro, I'm what a little over five years into this shit, and every fucking day I'm like I don't want to do this anymore. But then I'm like, what the fuck else am I going to do? Like, I'm in too deep. I'm just in too deep. Where the fuck am I going to go? Hey, at, least you're in deep in, at least you're in deep and people really like your stuff. Like, it's different if you were in deep and you were making sauces that weren't really selling. And it's like, oh, I put enough money into this. I'm trying to chase my losses. 
It's like people oh, really like like support your product. Uh, and I I hear you, and I I I see it, and I know that uh, you know we just it's got it's got a huge dark cloud of debt hanging over my head that I'm trying to climb away from. You know, it's it's hard. It's difficult, but you know what? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I thought about it today. I'm just like, fuck, man. What if, like, I got to paint the outside of my house. And I'm just like, I kind of want to, like, that's what I used to do for a living. And at this point, like, I re- I don't want to do it so much that I'm considering paying someone to do it for me because I don't want to fucking do it. That's how I feel about cooking. I cooked for yeah. so long. And I, you, know, yeah. you guys, uh, tomorrow, so you made those beautiful meals. I feel guilty, actually. You were making these, sending me pictures of these beautiful meals you made with our sauce. <laughs> And (laughs) I don't cook like that anymore. I hate cooking uh, so much because I did it professionally for so long. It burnt me out. I just don't make meals like that. I made thanks some Thanksgiving dinner for our uh, our staff, and that was really nice and that felt good. Um, But I actually didn't want to cook. I would rather done something else for my staff. But it was nice to do that for them. So I've always been a cooker. Go ahead, Claire. Oh no. So. I've always like been into cooking, like in, in high school, um, I used to go home and all the neighborhood kids would come over to my house and I would cook them food. And, uh, my dad would be like, where's all the food going? Like, there's no way you're eating this much, but like the other kids, they didn't cook and their parents wouldn't come home, um, until later on. So I always cook for the neighborhood. And right now, um, I'm like the cooker, uh, between me and my wife. So, Whenever I see sauces, I'm always like, ooh, you know what I can make with this? So I'll, I'm one of those people that would make a meal for the sauce. Nice. Nice. And so nice. when Spike sent me some sauces, I was like, oh, I got a couple ideas. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, so sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I've just, I've come, I've come full circle. Like I was also like just so cooked out and baked out. And now I'm, I'm admin. I, I, I sit in an office and, um, and I miss being in the kitchen and then actually I'm busy enough. My, my husband is the one who primarily cooks at home. So on the weekend I cook and, um, and I, I, I love it. I love having people over. I love cooking. I love all of that. And I, well, I don't do it enough. Well, you let me know when the weather starts getting nice and I will drive my happy ass out there because I yeah. don't fly and yeah. uh, we'll just make a weekend of cooking up. good food. That sounds amazing. Why yes. don't you fly Zach? Uh, I do not trust people enough to get on a plane. Scared, scared it's going to crash in the ocean? Uh, I just don't, it just takes one fucking person to not do their job, dude. And that's a plane full of people that ain't making it home. And I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. I'm that way I mean, about no. driving. Oh, really? You, don't drive? You, have a, you have a driver? I drive short distances, but I don't like, I don't <laughs> drive long distances. I don't like it. I, I, Absolutely not. Somebody's going to turn left when they should have turned right. I'll get on a plane in a second because I'm like, yeah. woo, we hit, we <clears> crash <throat> and it's done. Um, but uh, but uh, cars, man, I hate them. I, I don't you like know them. what it is, man? You want to know what it is, Spike? Well, I don't want to get on a plane. It's the fucking descent before the crash. I don't uh, want to experience uh, that. You get that feeling <laughs> in your stomach? Well, it's just the whole like process of the plane going down. Like, what the fuck do you do in the last thirty seconds of your life? You know what I mean? Like, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, there's nothing really. I I mean, I'm probably gonna be on a fucking plane with people I don't know, 
that I don't want to touch me, you know what I mean? So, on our I terms, know, you, I know we ain't gonna make life. it. Just... <laughs> We're about to die, Zach's like, stop touching me! And... You know what? I want to tell you something. This is the funniest thing, because for me, that time between we're crashing and we're gonna hit the ground sounds totally peaceful like it's done yeah all right i'm all right with that yeah oh no me i'm gonna be like all right what's my next step when we hit the water am i gonna survive am i gonna have to break a window am i gonna have to try to get to the exit door like i'm thinking of the next step yeah yeah go ahead spike i understand what you're saying it should be a peaceful moment you know but the people around you are not going to allow that to be a peaceful moment. You know what I mean? Like, you got to fucking channel your inner Buddha in that exact moment to hit that Zen, you know? And I won't be able to do it, and yeah. it's going to piss me off. We, we, have, a, we have a bridge. Sorry. We have Don't. a bridge between um, my grocery store and my house, and it is it's fine. I know it's fine. I know that it's like past all its inspections, but it just feels like a bridge that is going to go crashing into the river at any moment. And, um, and you have to wait at a stoplight on the bridge. And oh. I have gotten into the habit of what, like what you're saying to Maris about all your plans. I have made all my plans of what, what I would do moment I hit the water, what I'm going to grab, how I'm going to cut my seatbelt, where I'm going to grab my children, what I'm going to, I'm going to swim out to the river. And that's just what I do as my like entertainment while I sit on that bridge. Like, Pretty much every day. Claire probably only has the windows down at that stoplight. Like, in case anything <laughs> happens, the windows are already down. You can already jump out. Huh. It's like my entertainment for that bridge while I'm waiting at the stoplight. Just like, what? what's uh, my plan? Claire, do you, do you have some OCD issues? Uh, you have heard that I own a bakery, right? <laughs> I, I actually was going to say, the visiting you thing may have just changed. I don't know. So <laughs> I... I had a chance to we'll get along great. <laughs> I had a chance to work for a Michelin star chef in Portland and uh, turned it down because there's too many bridges in Portland and I can't do bridge. I'm, I'm no way. my, my car issue is that I'm super claustrophobic. Oh, well, so Vermont is, is just as watery as a jungle. It is just yeah. water everywhere. And there's three rivers in Montpelier. We've got 8,000 people in three rivers. Um, <laughs> and, and so um, there's bridges everywhere. They're short because they're just rivers. They're not, you know, you're not a thousand feet up and or anything like that. And and the water underneath them is not deep either, unless you just have a storm or something. But, um, but, uh, but there's just, there's bridges everywhere, everywhere, yeah. everywhere. Massachusetts, when we lived there, um, just the foliage, I didn't realize till we got here to Idaho, where, and I grew up in Southern California, where everything's wide open. Um, but getting here to Idaho and having everything open, I went, oh, I had a low level of anxiety the entire time I lived in Massachusetts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's like that here. I mean, you could come here during stick season. Like there's, there's, uh, then everything's wide open because there's no leaves. But yeah, there we go. Okay. So- Dri- driving across the U.S. from San Diego to Mississippi, up to Philly, over to Ohio, I drove the entire time because my wife's like, I'm narcoleptic and I fall asleep if I'm driving for too long. And I'm like, great. So I'll drive the entire U.S. And <laughs> she's like, oh, hey. thanks. And like, she, she didn't fall asleep one time in the passenger seat the whole way. <laughs> next time you gotta do that man you fucking call me and i will be your chauffeur because i love that shit oh, i'm cool with driving i'm just like all right like just 
drive straight, stay on the lines. And we, she had like her iPad, so she was like playing murder docs and stuff the whole time. So it was kind of keeping us <laughs> occupied. So, do you have any hot sauce hot takes? These are typically opinion. Uh, these are opinions that are not necessarily shared. Why are you giving me shit with so many fucking big words, bro? Like I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't enunciate shit. I have to tell you, when I assigned yeah. these, I assigned them thinking, okay, Zach's not going to want to do this one. I'll do this one. <laughs> exact do the desert island hot sauce one. That's why I didn't do that. <laughs> At least I could say that shit. <laughs> do you have any fucking hot sauce hot takes? Yeah, so um, I think hot takes are the things that like kind of annoy you, right? Things, opinions that are not necessarily shared with most of the hot sauce eating public, but you feel strongly about. So we all know that person that comes up. Give me the hottest thing you got. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I recently sent Spike a message. I had a guy come up. He goes, he came in hot too. He came up real fast. Hey, give me the hottest thing you got. I was like, Okay. And so I pulled out our scarlet fever, shook it up, gave him a spoonful. He started coughing and like eyes watering. He was scratching the top of his head. He was like, that's too hot. And I was like, well, you asked for the hottest thing I have. I was like, we have several other hot sauces that aren't that hot, a lot of other different flavors. And he goes, but I like really spicy. So I'm saying like, clearly, you know, like what? What do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't do anything for you. So moments like that. And also, I'd like to say that children are on the up and up on eating spice. Like, I have kids yeah. come up and they're like, hey, I want the hottest thing you got. And I'm like, where are your parents? Like, uh, I can't just give you the hottest thing we have. And I'll ask the parents. They're like, oh, yeah, give it to him. He's the hot sauce one in the family. And I'll see kids just like, Oh, that's really good. I want that. And I'm just sitting here like, yo, what is happening? Because right. I know I wasn't eating anything like I'm eating now when I was like 12 years old. They're all watching Hot Ones. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that and spicy yeah. cam and jumbo spice exactly. and all these stupid fucking TikTokers that are like eating Takis with Valentina thinking they're the guy named Spicy. Yeah. Dude. We need to get some of them on here. That'd be funny. No face, no reaction. Fuck no. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what it is. Kids are trying to be like that. I mean, I can get Nelson from uh, Craven Capsaicin, but he's not one of those douchey people. Like, he eats seriously hot shit. Let's do it. I think it'd be fun. I'll I'll ask him. How about hot sauce show and tell? You guys ready? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No one else has a hot take? I have a fucking hot take. Oh, you have a hot take? Yeah, Yeah. okay. Sorry. I have a fucking hot take, and I could be 1,000% wrong, and maybe Claire can, uh, you know, the whole (laughs) net weight, okay, thing on a bottle, net weight, five fluid ounces, is it's either weight or it's fucking volume. I feel like you can't be goddamn both. So (laughs) educate me. I don't think it has to say net weight. It just has to say five fluid ounces. And it, right. when okay. it's liquid, it can be fluid or weight. It can be either one. Okay. I mean, How? Yes, one hundred percent. But if it specifically says fluid ounces, all right. How the fuck is it net weight five fluid ounces? Are you are you saying that people's labels are supposed to be correct? Uh, I mean, they're I mean, supposed I, to be. I, I uh, the net weight part is not a requirement. Just the having a you have to have a a, a standard measurement and a um and a metric right. measurement. You have to so have five fluid ounces, 
five fluid ounces is fine. You just leave off the net weight part of it. Right. I know, but there are people, there are people that use the net and and it drives me fucking nuts. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't get (laughs) it. Does the net weight include the bottle as well? Not just the contents of the bottle? No, 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 that's why it's net weight, not gross weight. Uh, Okay. Yeah, net weight five fluid ounces, 142 grams. I uh, I did get in trouble a long time ago. Not trouble, trouble, but um, well, I had some cookies that were underweight on the shelf, and the the Department of Weights and Measures from Vermont called me up or sent me a letter, um, and I had to pull a bunch of stuff from the shelf. Not a ton of stuff. It was when I was still really small, but um, but it was I I. I've told you guys before, I love regulators. And so I was just asking him all sorts of questions to find out what all the, what all the rules were and what all the guidelines were. And, and you can have any, at least in Vermont, I'm pretty sure this is federal, but um, you can have any amount above the weight of the item. Like, Mm -hmm. so if you can say five ounces and have two pounds in there, um, but you're, you're actually allowed to have a little bit below, but it's like a fraction of a measure, you know, it's, it, it's, it's like a batch average. And and so it basically works out to be like 0.0001 below is allowable, but then any amount above is allowable, which is, which I find really interesting. Because these five ounce bottles, actually, if you weigh out the contents, as you fill them, is always over five ounces. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you want it to be over five ounces because you don't want it to be under. Like I'd rather put 5.1 ounces in there and then, and then not have any 4.9s that I could get in trouble for. Yeah. Yeah. What about the small M capital L? How do you feel about that for milliliters? No, I think mine's all lower. I have. Yeah. I think I did it for a while. I don't know if I'm. You have it. I'm looking at it right now (laughs) on your fucking victory sauce. Yeah. Is it? I've never seen that. Is it supposed I've, to be? I've seen it written. It doesn't care. It, it, people do it both ways. I've seen it both ways. Interesting. So. What about what about M for thousand? Have you ever seen yeah, that? Well, like when you oh, when you when order I first that? started yeah. getting labels, I'm like, what the fuck is this M, dude? <laughs> Ten million labels. What the <laughs> I didn't order that many fucking. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? They're like, it's that Roman numeral for a thousand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dummy. Does anybody Dummy. else have a hot take? I don't think I've got one. I don't have one today. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Hot sauce show and tell. Let's do it. All right. Who's, Who's first? You are. You. This guy. Okay. The guest is always first. Let me oh. see. So I don't know. He's a guest. I've seen his bare ass. Family at this point, Zach. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a guest. We're real friendly to, to each other. <laughs> For those who don't know. Uh, you gotta, you gotta fill that in. Cause that was a before, uh, you know what? I'm just going to post that as the intro. Yeah. I don't have to yeah. worry about it. That whole part is going to be the intro. All right. So mine is going to be the shore sauce, pineapple, habanero hot sauce. And who's nice. this by? Your sauce. Uh, shore sauce. I don't know if I've ever heard of them. So I think they're, uh, produced by shore sauce, LLC. Osbury Park, New Jersey. Cool. So it has pineapples, water, apple cider vinegar, bell peppers, onions, olive oil, habanero peppers, sugar, lime juice, sea salt, and garlic. So we actually ran into them at the Columbus Fiery Foods Festival. Uh... At the very end, at the very end, we had some uh, extra sauces, and we went around to some other vendors and did some trades. And so I'm excited about this one. Are you guys going to eat also? 
Yes. Yeah. I like yeah. to wait for to eat with my friends. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, okay, so I'm breaking the fucking rules. Who do you have? Spike's been fucking talking about this goddamn sauce for like fucking two months after he sent it to me. You try it yet? You try it yet? You try it yet? You try it yet? I'm, I'm worried you're going to hate try. it now. I think you're going to hate it now. <laughs> I, I, I smelled it. It smelled good. So. Built up too much. No. You know, it smells very familiar to me, honestly. I feel like Big Red has a sauce that smells like this. Okay. What you all got? Go ahead. Clint. I, uh, I got, um, I actually got Bear River Bottling. I got the, we did, we did trade a couple episodes ago and, um, and their peach habanero. Um, I opened this up and I really like it. I'm not usually a big fruit hot sauce fan, um, but I love the fact that this is super peach forward. Peach is the first ingredient and that they sweetened it with agave nectar, which I think is just awesome. And it makes it, it's, um, it's really good. And I have to figure out what to use it on. Cause like I said, I'm not a big fruit hot sauce person, but, um, my kids had some nachos earlier today and I was stealing nachos off their, their plate and putting this on. Um, yeah, I really like this one. Son, I've got you putting it on a spoon. Are you guys bear doing river bottling king of stain? <laughs> is that the bacon? Is that the bacon one? Yeah, it's the bacon one. Yeah, bacon. I like that one too. I've been I've been having that one. Man, okay, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, oh, it's, it's got some kick. Mmm. Heat This almost tastes like a soup. A soup. Like it's very yeah, like it's very chunky. It's kind of creamy. Oh wow. Um. Yeah, you could literally just. I'm gonna stop drinking it before I drink it all. <laughs> I like the bits of bacon in this. That is really good in the honey. It's balanced. So I'm really always impressed well. when when you guys like pop open the the neck bands when for the show because when I get hot sauces at home, I have to open every single one of them and taste them. And then what I do it with it from there is a whole nother thing. But I have to taste every single one. And like the fact oh. that I have all these back here without like with neck bands on and they're unopened, it's mostly because I got at least two of them, and that's so that's what's left behind <laughs> really yeah so we have a bad habit of opening sauce and then it just sitting on our lazy susan yeah <laughs> yeah so, yeah. so we, we were gonna do a fridge clear this weekend but we because of this show happened it again zach what <laughs> he stood up and he stood up right in front of the camera said he's at it again <laughs> zach got the back spike got the front <laughs> so this is my boss i'm allowed this is my box I'm allowed to bring to the dinner table. Oh, wow. <laughs> Any sauces until this box is done. That's amazing. That's so awesome. We got Spike's Unicorn. We got some Painful Peary. Oh, yeah. So, well, I mean... Can you do me a favor, Tamaris? I'm not going to yeah. buy that sauce, but I, I would like to know. Add some salt to that for me, please. My biggest... Con my biggest... I've got a hot sweet take. chili? I'm going to say I've got a hot take today. Yeah. No, the the uh, the new hot ones. Last oh, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's. Okay, so if you're just gonna put the hottest pepper in the world in a bottle right. and not add even any salt to it, and there's no salt right. in it, what? It's it is might as well be a it might as well be an extract as far as I'm yeah. concerned. You're not trying yeah, to add any flavor. You're just trying to add heat. It does need salt, absolutely, hundred percent. You don't care about the the flavor of the pepper. You just care about blowing people out. That's it. So, yeah. So I don't really just put this on my food readily. I'll put this on a sauce that I think has good flavor and needs a little bit more heat. Yeah, like you would with an extract. So let me ask you: if you have a moment at some point, I don't know if you have any available now. And, and on camera, it's kind of hard. But 
I would love to know what that tastes like with some salt added, just to sprinkle a little salt on the spoon and give it a taste. Then you'll know what the pepper tastes like. Yeah, I could do that the, right now. What is the point otherwise? Let's do it. It's just it's just another way I mean, of making an extract. Pepper X is not a particularly tasty pepper. I, I mean, it's I feel like I feel like Reapers taste kind of vegetal and Pepper X tastes even more vegetal. Um, and you know, I mean, it's fine. You know, you're gonna you're not gonna use so much of it that it's gonna. I mean, like you're gonna you put make. I mean, none of us are working. Well, actually, I do work with Pepper X, but I'm none of us are making uh, Pepper X sauces. And the the but you know, you're not going to use so much of it that that's the dominant flavor. You're going to be using some other flavor to carry oh, the sauce. Jesus. Well, the thing is, is that you're right. Um, and, but well, they don't use. They won't use other than de bomb. They don't use extracts. My argument is this is essentially an extract, and yeah. so. You know, d don't sugarcoat it. You know what? If you're going to do that. I didn't. I salt coated it. <laughs> but yeah, what is it? It's got Pepper X pepper, distilled vinegar, Pepper X pepper powder, Pepper X pepper distillate. Distillate? D distillate? Distillate. Yeah. At that point, it's just it's just an extract. Essentially. So pepper X. That's what you're doing. Pepper, it's the same thing. Distilled vinegar, Pepper X pepper powder, Pepper X pepper distillate. Yeah. Oh, so there actually is no salt in there. No, no. there's no, no. salt in it. That's so weird. That is, at All that right. point, it's not meant to enhance the flavor of anything. It is just essentially what an extract is. It isn't an extract, but it's essentially what you use an extract for. First of all, so much better with the salt. Probably much hotter, too. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I know it's going to hit me in a second. It's... It tastes a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, the he, salt the salt helps. I mean, he you guys know forgive you guys me. Cook, you guys bake. Salt brings out the, the sweet, brings out the heat. I like Heatonist. I like their other sauces. I think I've had a bunch of them. They've all been great. This one just bothers me. And, you know, I, I, you know, because aren't, what's the point? Aren't all of the last dabs kind of the same concept? Like the previous one was like, Peppers, vinegar, pepper powder, pepper distillate. I don't think there was any salt in that one. I don't ever get the, the last one because I got their first last one. It didn't have any salt in it. The very first one they came out with, and it was like, okay, I see what they're doing here. And it, it, have you guys had the gator? Uh, yeah, the gator. So how is that one? Uh, it's just fucking pepper mash in a bottle, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, feel like, I feel like it's like you were saying, Zach, it's the same thing. Like They don't have a goal to put out flavorful craft sauces they have a goal to hurt people like that's all they're trying to do is like put out a sauce that's really spicy so ed is known for hurting people that's what ed does that's what ed loves to do he loves right. to hurt people this is sounds like a nice guy <laughs> yeah he's been doing it forever but he does now have this line i think it's called smoking ed something and it's kind of more crafty like uh that uh, okay. unique garlic is released under the smoking Ed label, not the Parker Bud label. And that sauce is fucking delicious. Uh, he, yeah. he does his picnic sauce, his picnic sauce that's really good and mild compared to, you know, all his other shit. Uh, what else have I had that I really enjoyed? I don't know. There was a list of them, man. I went through, like, my last road trip. I stopped Fort Mills and picked up a bunch of shit, and, like, I consumed every fucking bottle. They were, oh. they were good. Yeah. Nice. What the fuck is this? 
yeah, smoking, I, smoking I, Ed wine. I don't know. I've had a few of his, and they're they are good. Uh, you know, I, and I don't. I feel kind of bad. the The fact of the matter is, is I just think it needs salt. It just needs salt. Hey, you, you know, you this are, is my you, my usual thing. You got nothing to be sorry about. You're entitled to your fucking opinion. No, I know that, but I also. I don't like like going off on on brands or anything like that, but the the lack of salt in there says to me that all you're doing is adding heat to something instead yeah. of actually adding creating a condiment that is something. If you're having it on a wing, as they do, um, you should have at least have some salt in it. You're under seasoning the wing if you're not. It's you know it's just a yeah, but ultimately that sauce isn't meant for it's meant to hurt someone at the end. I know, of the show. I know, but, but you know, if um, you're gonna highlight that they highlight the pepper like crazy. Show us the taste of the pepper, even if it's not great. Maybe for that person, as Claire was saying before, everybody's a little bit different. You know, it's somebody is going to like that to the taste of that pepper. Give them the chance to like it. Right. A little bit of salt in there goes a long way. Yeah, it did help. I, I'm not super, super big on salt. I'm kind of like Zach. Like, I want to taste the salt, but I don't want to be over salted. Yeah. Yeah. Frank's like, is like crazy. Amounts yeah. Of salt. Like, Give you a canker sore in your mouth. Yeah. Tamaris, you have any questions for us? What happened? I just looked up Frank's. It's 190 milligrams of sodium per serving. Jeez. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, I do. So, are are any of you guys doing snacks? Like, besides just hot sauces? Like, any kind of snacks? That's a Claire question. Well, she does (laughs) Uh baking, right? So... Well, we, we do a lot of things, so we don't, and you're probably thinking of like nuts and stuff like that. And we, we don't do any of those. Um, we do, we do baking, we do, we do caramel. We do have a spicy caramel. Um, but, um, and we do granola. We have done spicy granola before, but not putting any effort behind it. Um, so we've got a client, we don't make it for them, but we have a client that does nuts. Um, and yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a whole other thing. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure why. I guess we don't. Yeah. Nah. I don't have a good answer for it. We just we, don't. I. We do too many things already. We talked yeah. about doing spicy fruit roll-ups. Yeah. We have the Ooh. access to it, which I think would be fun. Um, that sounds but fun. Yeah. It just. It would be a lot for us in the setup we have. You could probably do that very easily, Claire. I think that'd be great. But it would be well, too hard for us. If you're talking about dehydrators or. Yeah, I don't really have to bake those. I don't know. I've never done it. I think it's it. dehyd- dehydrated Is it? stuff. But yeah. well, and we do do spices. We do spices like at a small scale. We've been doing that recently. But, so you said you have a client that does nuts. Do you? So you guys make it for them? No, um, we've got we've got a client who used to make all of his own products, and then mm. he outsourced the sauce to us. Um, so he still does his he does a he's a maple syrup company so he does his maple syrup products and then he does the nuts in his ovens but we make all of his sauces okay and then um not a question but an idea for you so i know you guys are talking about doing your hundred dollar sauce yes i think it would be cool if when you guys have guests on they give you one ingredient that they think you should put in it Ooh, i love that yeah. And then you guys can compile at the end all the ingredients. You're well, insinuating I mean, that, that there's going to be an end to this podcast. Maybe. <laughs> that's, maybe. That's not, pr- that's not promising for us. So <laughs> maybe <laughs> compile. <laughs> wait, wait. Maybe compile it until you guys come up 
like maybe a year's worth or something. Or that's a lot of ingredients. Well, uh, it's a hundred dollars. No, <laughs> it's only three hundred and fifty ingredients. Three sixty-five. No, no, yeah. that would be it. Would be uh, fifty-two. Fifty-two. Yeah, that's still a lot of ingredients. Yeah, we make some okay, sauces so that have like thirty-five. Maybe, yeah, maybe I you think... can vote on them then. Compile yeah, a like. bunch of ingredients and then vote on the ones that have been compiled. I think it's a great idea. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, just we if we have a pool of stuff and we can pick from it. Yeah. I think it's a great yeah. idea. And I, you can I even... like I like the idea of it try to include as many of the ingredients as possible. Oh yeah. So what you can do is you can like so when I'm making new sauces, I'll like send them out to friends and family with a little uh like questionnaire type of thing, like, oh, do you think it should be called this? Do you think do you taste this in it or do you mostly taste this in it? So you can make a little questionnaire type of thing and just be like, hey, pick your top 10 ingredients from this list and post it or send it out or whatever and see what you get back the most. I plan on doing a, a hot sauce challenge video that's separate from this, just for our, our page um, where mm -hmm. I, I have our fans try and stump me and throw like crazy ingredients out and I have to make a hot sauce out of it. I thought that would be fun to do um, for just videos um, oh. and have people taste it. That kind of sounds a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, I, before we go any further and I do want to, I agree with that. I think we definitely should do it, but we kind of glossed over on your last question. You had started talking about the nuts and I need to tell you, um, and I, um, the, you sent me your, the spicy nuts that you do and yep. they were gone in less than a half an hour, completely gone. <laughs> They're you so good. You got Tamaris's nuts all up in your mouth. Yeah, I had I all up in my mouth and loved it. They were they were as spicy as you'd imagine. Zach's jealous. He just got a left cheek. Really, really, I'll really good, you. dude. I'll take the booty shot, man. We always knew that about you, Zach. A butt guy, boys butt. You take the butt, I'll take the nuts. All right, guys, settle down. Uh, I'm taking. Yeah, I'm married. It. There you go. To my I mean, wife. So, so am I. So am I. You know what? I also, if you guys don't mind, I want to say something about the hundred dollar hot sauce. Claire, you have to be a part of that. Sure. It sure. has to be. Well, I, I think if we're going to be putting, you know, fifty-two ingredients in it, we're going to need a large kettle for it. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So this is my beef with this hundred dollar hot sauce, Claire. This motherfucker wants to make like fifty bottles. I'm That's like, it. bro, I don't even, I don't know how to make fifty bottles. Like, what does that even fucking mean? Okay, so here's my question: how how many, how, uh, how many ingredients do you put in a bottle now? It's, uh, it depends. Oh. Well, on a spike sauce or a Zach sauce or even a Claire or, sauce or is a even Claire less sauce. than uh, Claire has like four. I do, I, have... I do between three and ten. Ten is oh, the, wow. probably the most of one of our sauces. Uh, okay. The most ingredients I ever put in a sauce was the Cafe Mole I did for Brian. I mean, that's yeah. about like 29 ingredients or some shit. Yeah, we've got 34 okay. in our uh, mole. And how much do you guys retail those for? I mean, 15 bucks. So... Fifty something ingredients for a hundred so versus thirty it's something. It's still 15. five ounces, though. Yeah, we're yeah, we're we're going to compile it all together, blend it all together. We're going quality, like fucking high dollar vinegars, like 
vinegars that are 300 bucks a gallon you know what i mean yeah have you guys looked at the price of like really expensive soy sauces oh my god yeah Yeah. i recently saw a video of how soy sauce is made that's no i don't want to know i don't want to know no, it's that. amazing. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. The, no, I like the idea of compiling lots of expensive ingredients. Like, like I like the idea of having people suggest sauces or suggest yeah. an ingredient. Choose your one ingredient, and and then we compile them all together, and then choose the best subset out of them, and and pull them together into a sauce. I think that sounds fantastic. I think that's great. But, but what that means, Claire, is that you and I have to travel to Idaho because he's the only one that can do this fifty bottle. Michael Claire can do it too. <laughs> oh, I. I can, I, oh, I can do tiny batches. Yeah. I can do, just, I can do, uh, our, our first batches used to be 15 bottles. That's what we'd sell at the farmer's remember, market. We'd do little 15 bottle those days. batches. Yeah. yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. It's oh. just an excuse even have to have our businesses pay for us to go to Vermont. Yeah. 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 Business expense. Yeah. Uh, exactly. That's, yeah, I know Part business the, expense isn't as cool when you own the business. It's true. Like, I mean, it is at the end of the year when you didn't technically make any money, so you don't have to pay any tax. <laughs> so Zach's gonna have to drive to get Spike because Spike's not driving to Zach. Oh, I've, Zach I would fly to Vermont. I am not driving to Vermont. <laughs> ah, come on, man! It's half the fucking fun. You can see Zach twenty four hours, no sleep, crack out on coffee, just road yeah. trip with the oh, boys. I, I love you, Zach. And I want to continue to love you. <laughs> You'll be able to talk to him for way more than two hours. No, honestly, on a road trip, I'd rather be by myself because I don't want anybody to talk to me. I just want to fucking be on the road and not be able to think about out your Adele songs. Anything. I Taylor would be Swift, like, man, get it right. Taylor Swift. I would be like, <laughs> I spy, and Zach would be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> One hundred percent. Like the clones and pokey. Zach's like it's a cactus. <laughs> Not in Vermont. Well, and out here. But here's the other thing too. It, it doesn't matter. I always get pulled over in Oklahoma because I have Arizona plates, and they think I'm trafficking drugs and money every fucking time. Multiple to not not just once. Multiple times. Uh, well, well we're, we're, up your we're a tourist state. We're tourist states. We get all all the plates. Yeah. Well, travel in the 40, it's a huge corridor for drug traffickers and shit, and I get it. But because I have Arizona plates, and every fucking time, every time I get pulled over, you want to know I get pulled over for? Yes. Vicious activity, swerving, driving too slow. Not wearing a seatbelt. A motherfucking turn signal violation. And what that turn signal <laughs> violation is, I did not put my turn signal on 100 feet before I switched lanes. Jeez. The yeah. last fucking cop I looked at him, I'm like, what, what was your device to measure this 100-foot distance that I supposedly didn't go? He didn't like me very much. Yeah. I sat in the back of his car for a while. Zach's like, not again. I, I just, <laughs> like, how the fuck do you, dude, I'm going 65 miles an hour, so that's, like, more than 88 feet per second because it's 60 miles an hour. I mean, it's simple fucking math. 60 miles an hour is 88 feet per second. So if you're telling me it, it took me more than one second or... You know, I didn't have my turn signal on for more than one second. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, one last thing I'd like to say is I'd like to say that the thing that the peop- the ingredients that people include can be a an ingredient or a process. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bro, I thought we already figured that out. Uh, we're pushing everything through a chinois. We are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Motherfucker, dude. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, here, point of, point of, uh, Point order. The um, 
I have a Roboku mill. Have you guys used these? No. The, the food mill from Roboku. So we just got this and I don't know where it's been all my life. And it, you know, so we used to de-stem everything and then everything would have stem seeds and skin and all of that. And then pandemic hit and we couldn't get staff. And so we froze everything with, with the stem on and we needed to run it through a mill to remove the stem. And um, we were using this awful tomato mill for the longest time. And we used to burst open the screens and all these problems. Finally got this just beautiful Roboku C120, I think it is. Um, and it removes everything the chaff that comes out of that thing is bone dry tasteless bland it is everything you don't want it leaves everything good in there you don't need a chinois this thing just goes whoop and the whole thing is just just separated everything's just separated it's amazing it is absolutely amazing highly recommend is this no this can't be the how i mean the consistency of your sauces is insane it is so i was actually going to ask sorry Spike. go ahead oh i mean it is there nobody does that nobody does that <laughs> so well okay so it depends on which sauce you're talking about because we are still there are sometimes we still put stem off whole peppers in our sauces and then other times we run them through the mill and we got this mill it's been a few months now so chances are you've gotten sauces that have gone through the mill uh through that mill and not the old one. You know, that but, makes sense uh, because some of them aren't quite the same. And I know that they've got yeah. just about the same simplicity of ingredients. And so yeah. I noticed it. But I just sit there and do this. And I'm like, jeez. I mean, <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Onions. Onions are really yeah. good emulsifiers. Yeah. So, and Which we brings me to my next the ingredient I want you to uh, use. Yes. You're still here? Is <laughs> I'm not the voice of God, Zach. <laughs> Maui onion. Oh. Oh. Now, can it... Okay, no, you know what? You said Maui onion. Maui onion's going on the list. I'm starting a, a document right now. Yeah, how, to share, it. share it. Yeah. How do you... I mean, the, the shipping alone is going to make this a $100 hot sauce. Okay, then we have... Well, what, like, what about what about those Hawaiian pineapples? I've always wanted one. From, uh, from Dole? <laughs> no, the, the, the ones that don't <laughs> ship off the island that are like... Uh, yeah, so you get a lot of the uh, Hawaiian pineapples are from the Dole Plantation. Okay. So the the plantation is probably about 30 minutes from me. That's actually where I get my pineapples from. And it's a lot cheaper here than it is to, like, uh, <laughs> ship them. But I think I get pineapples for about 350 yeah i mean i'm in vermont <laughs> so i grew up i grew up in california and i could get a lot of tropical produce there yeah. I, grew up in, I grew up in berkeley um and uh and then i came to vermont and i was like why does this mango taste like a pine tree the, the avocados in the east are awful no no That's actually terrible. though i have figured that out i have figured that out um they're it depends on where Ooh. they're coming from the Mexican ones are better, um, and so it depends on the season. Yeah, that's um, true. There's, there's one variety that tastes like water, and it's just horrendous, and there's another one that's nice and luscious and fatty, uh, but they're always they're always hard. You, you can only buy them hard from the store, uh, but I have discovered that you can, you know, you can, you can ripen them on the counter and then put them in the fridge, and so that's what we do, and they will keep in the yeah. fridge soft and beautiful for weeks. So we have that's... avocados here called uh uh buttery avocados. 
Oh, the really waxy ones? ones? Yeah, I've had those. Yeah, when you cut them open, they're just like, it's literally like scooping butter yeah. with a spoon. I was, when oh, I was a brilliant. kid, we used to just make, we made salsa boats where we just cut open an avocado and put salsa in the middle and then eat it with a chip. Yes. Okay, uh, question. That could be your you last said, meal. You said a uh, Roboku C120? I think I think it's a C120. I can look. So there's two models. There's a bigger one and a smaller one. We we got the bigger one, but I finally what got me to buy it was another sauce maker here in Vermont who was using the smaller version. And we were talking oh, at our at our at a birthday party. It was a first grader birthday party. And uh and he was I was lamenting my mill issues and he was like, "Oh, you should get the Roboku one. I've been using that one for like 10 years and it's great." Um, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> it is the C120 because the C80 is the smaller one. Oh, well, right. there's yep. a C120 and then there's a C120A. Well, that's, uh, I think, just three phase versus one phase, I think. Okay, got it. I think that's I think that's the only difference. Okay, uh, so what do you do with all the byproduct from that? Me? Yeah. Um, so, well, so back when we were using the tomato mill, the byproduct was actually pretty tasty and it was like a vinegar pepper thing and we made hot sauce powder. So we actually are selling that on our website right now because we still have some of the old chaff. Um, the new chaff is just dry and gross. Um, so we mostly compost it, but I have a friend, oh. the guy who sold us our original like 800 or gave us the original 800 pounds of peppers that got us going. And he loves finding ways to use waste th stream things so he puts them on his plants to keep pests away oh that's oh. awesome yay yeah. i love that yeah. that's yeah. cool so i mean he doesn't take all of ours mostly we compost it but he does every once in a while he'll come by and just like pick up some buckets and throw them on his garden oh that's yeah. awesome yeah i wonder what would happen if he were to dehydrate that and then make a chili oil out of it well it's not there's not a lot of chili left on it it is really just like the skins and stem and seeds. Like it's because it, like I said, the old one that we had left over was like really fantastic. It had this nice bit of vinegar and the, like the chili and that all came across. We ground it into a powder. It's super tasty. But now there's just so little left that it's 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 kind of just dry. Makes sense because the, the consistency. Oh, my God. yeah. So <laughs> I made a, I made this sriracha for this chef out of Phoenix how Spike got the idea to push everything through a fucking shinwab because I opened my big ass <laughs> mouth. And I took the leftover byproduct from that and dehydrated it and then made chili oil out of it. It was really good. Yeah. 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 No, that sounds well, I love some chili oil. Yeah. I don't know don't, nothing about it. I don't like chili oil. It's because you haven't had good chili oil. No, I've had good chili. No, sorry, actually, you know what? I don't like chili crisp. I don't yeah. that's mm. what I don't like. I like it just gets crisp. stuck in my teeth and makes me angry. If it's like burnt, it'll ruin the whole thing, especially. Yeah. It's well, true. yeah, <laughs> because you're not. Yeah, there's a way to do it the way you're not like constantly cooking the shit that's going to be in the yeah. jar. Like, no comment. We should get the Zindrus people on here. Not giving away secrets, man. Not giving away secrets. Don't worry, I'll DM you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> not. DM all you oh. want. I ain't giving away. <laughs> I'll offer you the right cheek. <laughs> There's no turning that down, Zach. I know how long Zach, how Zach's price. <laughs> how long do you think your fucking phone was on that phone call before you realized it? Oh crap! I don't know. I hope. I hope not long. I think. <laughs> Let's hope that was all. Traumatized for fucking life. I never want to answer another messenger call for as long as I live. All right, we gotta You're wrap welcome. this up, you guys. We gotta. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you, man. I'm just. <laughs>
tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Yes, it's been awesome. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Great to talk to you. Yeah. Aloha. Aloha. Bless you. Flavor Balance Heat, the podcast for hot sauce lovers and makers, was brought to you by Irish Spikes Unique Hot Sauces, High Desert Sauce Co., and Vandal Pepper Sauces. This is a Spike Mine Media Production.